Welcome to the conversation on women in family business. We are WIFB, the global initiative that offers an opportunity to women all over the world to share their thoughts on matters related to the family enterprise. In this episode, we spoke to Trish Tonage, who is a coach, author, and passionate believer in the power of mentorship. With over 25 years of entrepreneurial experience and through her books, A Diary of Change, 12 Personal Tools and Breaking Barriers, she has helped business owners and enterprise leaders to reach their full potential while creating a culture of success along the way. We had a chance to sit down with Trish to discuss the unique issues that women entrepreneurs face today and how mentoring and storytelling can help them expand their horizons. Enjoy this episode. So Trish, for those very few people out there who don't know you yet and who definitely should, you're a entrepreneurial coach. And before we talk a little bit more about what that exactly entails, we would love to know more about what brought you to this kind of work, what brought you into this field and how you became passionate about what you do. Well, thank you, Ramia, for taking the time to spend a little time with me today so I can share my story, because as you know, I share everybody else's story. So I actually started my first company in 1993, and that was my first segue into entrepreneurship. And it was in 2008 when I decided to make a career change and move into consulting. So it was at that last contract when one of the gals that I had been mentoring, a brand manager, said to me, you know, Trish, you really should consider being a coach because this has been a really wonderful experience. Okay. And I kind of thought, wow, really? That's not something that I had thought about. So I went on a quest to uh, take a look at what was involved in the business of coaching and became certified through the Certified Coaches Federation. They're an international organization, so they support coaches all over the world. And I became certified as a practitioner with them. I'm actually now just finishing my master coach practitioner, actually. I I have to defend my thesis next week. And hopefully we'll be able to move to that next level. How did you specialize on entrepreneurs as a specific sort of segment that you were very passionate about? Was that there from the beginning or did you sort of like find your way to this? No, you know, I think because when I first started my company in 1993, There were no mentors for women. You know, it was all blue suits and red ties. Seriously, the only mentors I had were men. I had an inspirational mentor, which was Coco Chanel, but obviously I never met her. Um, (laughs) I was just reading all of her biographies and I thought, wow, you know, like I really felt she was the first feminist and someone who really broke a lot of barriers for other women um, on her own journey, just became really passionate about helping other people. And that's where I ended up. What specifically do you think are the things that male guidance was not able to prepare you for throughout your career? You know, one of the things I would have to say is when women are looking for financing to expand their businesses, you know, the banking system treats women differently than men. I think even today, there are some challenges that we have in terms of being heard as a thought leader or an industry leader in a particular segment. I know that times are changing, which is awesome. But I still think that there's a number of hurdles when we're trying to get financing. And I think if I'd had a female entrepreneur who had already been through that process, you know, you could compare notes, you know, because a man's going to approach it totally different than a woman. Mm -hmm. And I think that that little bit of advice that I might have had from a female who had been through that particular journey might have been really helpful for me. I ended up self-financing my company. 
So for the first three years that I was in business, I didn't take a salary. I poured everything back into my company um, because I had had such a negative experience when approaching the bank. Mm-hmm. Then I thought, okay, I'm going to have to do this on my own. I did have my family who provided me with some seed money to get mm-hmm. started. And then I just poured everything back into the business. So from 1993 to 2008, I never had a bank loan. I was completely self-financed. And I think I may have missed out on some opportunities. I always had to pull in the reins a little bit on the things that I really wanted to do because I had to do it based on the financing that was available to me through my own company. Is this a thing that you now also observe in the women that you coach and that you have coached over the years? I mean, have you seen this change? Are we really going towards a time where this is becoming less of an issue for women now as entrepreneurs? Or do you still feel we're still struggling against some of those fundamentals where women truly get discriminated against maybe when it comes to financing decisions, but also maybe do still not have the courage to basically ask for as much as their male peers? What do you think? I would totally agree. I think we still have a long way to go. I think there are still barriers that women uh, face, whether they're um, you know, whether there's something that is, is within the system or whether it's within themselves, whether you're going to sitting in front of a panel of folks asking for a loan or whether you're sitting in front of your leadership team trying to expand your strategic plan. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes women still pull back the reins a little bit because they don't have that extra little bit of confidence to feel that, yes, we'll be able to do this, no problem. You know, some of the younger entrepreneurs that I coach, seem to follow the same thread. You know, they get some angel investing or some love money from their families. And then once they have uh, a foundation uh, to move forward with their business, then maybe they'll approach the bank. And they have a little bit more confidence than maybe those who are a little in their 40s or 50s because we grew up in a different time. But there's still some barriers that I think are systemic and within our society. These things take time, as we know. And I mean, I'm just extremely curious to understand, you know, the women that you coach and support, what are the most common challenges today, aside from maybe the financing side that, you know, uh, women mention to you when it comes to the entrepreneurial journey? Sure. The first part of the question is, I think that uh, I don't think that the problems are any different now than they were 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. because women have to multitask. The most prevalent barrier that they have to face is trying to find the balance between wealth and well-being. Mm. Um, You know, we're still mothers. We're still caregivers. We still have a lot of focus in the home. There are still a number of entrepreneurs who make the decision that they're not going to have families because they just don't feel that they can bridge that gap. And there are others who say, no, I can have it all. I have a support system within my leadership team that I know I'll be able to lean on them. But there's still a guilt factor there when they think about their children that are at home um, and they're having to pursue that next phase of their business career. They really struggle with that component of finding the balance between the two. And so we try to come up with ways in which they can not just manage time, but delegate because, you know, we tend to hold on to all of those things when we're an entrepreneur. We have to do everything when we first start because we tend to not have a large support team. So we sort of try to find ways that we can make connections with other entrepreneurs who provide services in areas that we're looking for. Mm -hmm. So instead of trying to do all the bookkeeping, trying to find another entrepreneur who's a bookkeeper. And then that way you can work your way into freeing up your time and you can also expand your network. 
And you actually have gone beyond the scope of just like your one-on-one -on -one coaching by compiling a book. And the second edition is coming out this year. And this book really is a collection of stories of women who have been through extraordinary entrepreneurial feats and journeys. And I mean, just tell us more about this. I mean, what prompted you in the first place to take on such a huge undertaking? And, and tell us more about that journey. Well, I started the first book, Breaking Barriers, after having attended a certificate in mediation and dispute resolution at Harvard Law School. You know, you start networking, and I was really outside my comfort zone. So one of the things I started to do was ask people, why did you come to Harvard, and what was sort of exciting in your career? And every single person started to tell me about a mentor, someone who had had a really profound impact on their career. And I thought, that's really amazing because, you know, at different times in our career, we can use that little uh, boost of self-confidence. And in every case, it was a mentor who helped them break a barrier and move to the next level of success. So when I came home, I started to do some research on the whole idea of mentorship. And within a few short months, I decided I'm going to write a book sharing some stories on female entrepreneurs, just ordinary women doing extraordinary things. And so I started my quest in September of 2015. And by September of 2016, we had all 10 lady stories and we actually published the book. And so since then, um, I've been on a speaking quest to sort of share entrepreneurial stories because part of the research says that when we hear a story or when we share a story, we actually inspire someone to uh, move outside their own comfort zone and maybe try something new. So this year, I have sort of done a two-prong approach. I'm going to write an international version of Breaking Barriers because I think that our stories of women all over the world are the same. We all have the same barriers to break. And the guest blog, uh, which actually is launching today, um, is Amazing. talking about and sharing stories of new enterprise leaders or incubator entrepreneurs. And some of them are even entrepreneurs who've been in business for, you know, 10 years. Uh, but they would just like to share their story in the hopes of inspiring someone else. Amazing. And congratulations on that. And obviously, like, you know, for everyone who's listening below this podcast, you will be able to see links going to the blog and also link to the book. Uh, for anyone who's interested, it's definitely an inspiring read. Because as we know, Trish, as much as, as we actually understand the benefits of storytelling uh, amongst women, it is still not something that happens so very frequently. And so this is a very interesting point to us here as well at Women in Family Business is the incredible lack of platforms for women's stories. Now, I, I think that what I wanted to ask you was when you guys compiled the stories with these women and also had the chance to monitor people's reactions as well to this, like, you know, what were the things that surprised you in compiling the book? I think the first thing was how many women told me no, that they didn't want to share their story. So that was the thing that surprised me the most because, you know, I always preface the project by saying it's all about mentorship. It's all about sharing stories. So it was really shocking to me to hear how many women said, oh, no, you know, I, I, I don't think my story is very special or I'm uncomfortable. I, you know, I don't really want to be on, an, on a larger platform. I kind of just want to stay in my own little community doing my thing. To find 10 women that wanted to share their stories, at the beginning, I think I had spoke to almost 10 women before I got the first yes. <laughs> And then once I got the first yes, it was really magical because... The first lady said, 
you know what? I know someone who should be in your book. Let me connect you to her. And so then it just snowballed. And in a very short period of time, then I ended up making connections with 10 women who wanted to share their stories. I'm assuming your primary audience was a female entrepreneurial population, but did you get reactions from other types of segments? How did men react to the book, for instance? One of the ladies in the book is a restaurateur. And we did a book launch at one of her restaurants. And I can't say that in that particular launch, there was more women than men. It was probably a 50-50 split. And it was really interesting how many men came up to me and said, you know, this is a really cool idea. I know somebody that you might like to talk to. So it was very encouraging to see that it sort of broke the gender gap. It wasn't just stories about women for women. It was stories about success and entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And that's really um, what I have found since the publication of the first book that's been really cool mm -hmm. is it's not just women that find the stories interesting. There's lots of men that find them equally as interesting. I think we've gone through a very interesting and quite turbulent few years. Uh, I think the conversation has definitely taken a turn for the more honest. For you as a, as a coach, right? So when you see these things unfold, we see things like the Me Too movement, but more than that, the way the language around this all changes. What are sort of like the main implications that you take away when you speak to, to your clients, when you speak to the women that you coach? How does that impact sort of how you work with them and how you work towards their success? You know, I think the biggest thing is that we have to be authentic. And so authenticity really becomes a foundational element when we're coaching. I mean, business is business is business. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you're male or female, we all struggle with the same challenges. Um, what just changes the landscape a little is who we are as women uh, and how we perceive ourselves in the world. Mm -hmm. And so if we use an authentic platform and if you feel really strongly about what it is that you do, I know that like you, you share stories of entrepreneurial women. So you're clearly very passionate about that. And because of that, it encourages other people to perhaps step outside their comfort zone and mm -hmm. think, you know, oh, okay, if she can do it, I can do it. So I think walk the walk and talk the talk is really very important. There's no ivory tower anymore. We all have challenges that we have to face and obstacles that we have to overcome. Most of the women that I work with, we try to come from a place of authenticity. And we also try to say, you know what, we need to give each other a break. It's okay to fail. It's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to say, oh, geez, you know what? That didn't really work for me. I need to do a quick pivot and just change things a little bit and then move in a new direction. And mm -hmm. I think entrepreneurship really gives us that opportunity to be very fluid in the things that we do and give ourselves the permission to make a course correction if something's not working. And that's, I think, the biggest thing that sharing our stories actually helps each other with, because it's, it's not all a bed of roses. There's a few thorns in there every once in a while. For sure. And I think the more stories you hear, the more we realize that there are thousands and thousands of different strategies to get wherever you want to get. So I think definitely very encouraging to, to hear about more platforms being created for women to share their stories. We're very excited about the next edition of the book coming out. We're also very excited about the blog. And hopefully we'll be having more conversations with you, Trish, here on WIFB and with other women participating as well. And thank you very much and all the best for, for this year. Thank you. And thank you to you and your team for the opportunity to provide a platform for us to share our stories. 